0: When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, welcome back to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. It is Monday, the last week of June, and it happens to be your boy's birthday week. Now, I don't get caught up in that crap. It's not like I've got, hey, I'm ordering balloons at my house for an entire week. That's not me. But... The reason I framed it that way, by the way, I turned 55 on Thursday, the 29th. And the reason I'm framing the podcast this way today is because all week, I want to kind of reflect back on what I wish I would have done earlier in life, in business, personally, all that stuff, uh, in hopes that maybe you take a nugget out of this and it helps you in whatever facet of life you're at right now. So, yeah, it's the last week of June, turning 55. Uh, you know, I'm not like Howard Cunningham on Happy Days going to Tahiti. Remember that episode? If you don't, you're just way too young. But don't stop listening to the podcast. There was an episode on Happy Days where Howard uh, was turning 40. And, God, he he looked older than 40. Now that I'm 55, I'm thinking, dude, he definitely, I thought 40 was old when I was 10. Like, that was ancient. Like, wow, how do you live that long? Um, but now that I reflect back, I'm like, the Howard, he looked older than 40. But anyways, he's having a midlife crisis, and he wanted to go to Tahiti, and that was the whole episode. And the reason I bring that up is because I think I had my midlife crisis in my mid-30s. And that was the real tipping point for why I launched this podcast and why I just said to hell with it. I'm just going to quit my job. Now, if you are currently employed and uh, you want to go for your dream, I would not recommend quitting your job. That's a lot of pressure. That is really not necessary. What I would recommend you do is take a look. At, and so these are kind of the things I wish I would have done. Now, I don't, I don't regret quitting my job uh, because I actually started working on my dream prior to doing that. So I knew, and that was it. So, I knew when I first got started in this online space. I'll tell you exactly. You know, I've shared the story a million times on this podcast how I started investing in real estate in 2002. I went to a boot camp, I got all fired up, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I read Think and Grow Rich. I had no idea that world existed. Now, you may think that's really naive. You I just I had no idea. I I didn't know that you could just get out there and use your existing credit, you know, I had a 730 credit score or whatever it was back in that day, you know, you could just sign your name, get money from a bank. If you were buying real estate, you could have the seller come to closing with 20% down that they would hold back in a second mortgage and you didn't really have to put any money down. Well, long story short, I ended up buying 40 over 40 units in the next couple of years and didn't really use any of my own money. It was kind of weird, you know, and I found myself making income passively from real estate and You know, being a landlord is not easy. Nothing's easy. That's another lesson. It's hard. Entrepreneurship's hard, but it's not as hard as living with regret. So that's what I figured out. Do I want to live with regret that I never even tried to do something, or do I want to take the risk that somebody's going to skip out on their rent or kick a hole in the wall and I got to have somebody repair it or a pipe burst and freezes and, you know, all that stuff. I just always equate risk, reward, risk, reward. But I had no idea that world of entrepreneurship was available to me. I didn't grow up with that. Nobody in my family uh ever launched a business or you know prior to me, you know going into my corporate world. I didn't know anybody that was an entrepreneur, you know. I knew of them, but when I got involved in that space, the game changed. Just 100% changed. I started thinking differently. I started talking differently. And that right there, that self-talk, just the ability to think, the ability to dream, and you'll have people laughing at you. You immediately get them out of your inner circle, which is what exactly what I did. I deleted everybody out of my cell phone, uh, and I was really militant about that stuff. I went through my phone. Are they helping me or hurting me? And I just went through every single name, and I just deleted them. So if a call ever came up and the number I didn't recognize because nobody knows their phone numbers. It's like you know your number. You don't know your friend's number. You just go through your contacts and hit dial, and it calls them, you know? So if I saw a number coming and didn't have a name attached to it, it went right to voicemail. And just little things like that started me into that phase of I'm going to start working on my mindset. I'm eliminating everybody from my inner circle who is not helping me along this journey. And I'm just going to surround myself with positive people who dream big. And, you know, that was basically the start of it. But then I started thinking, okay, this isn't good enough. You know, lesson there as well. Owning 40 rentals is not good enough. I want more. I want more because it it didn't fill my cup. You know, what filled my cup was really sharing a message and seeing that light bulb go off in somebody else. I was a sales manager, so I would see light bulbs go off in reps. I would teach them how to maybe handle an objection or get more productivity out of their day, make more money, earn higher commissions, things like that. Work smarter, not harder. And I realized real quick that when I was in the management game, that the sales reps did not need to, they didn't need any more widgets. They didn't need a spreadsheet. They didn't need any tracking. They certainly didn't need to be, you know, threatened. If you don't make a quota, you're fired, which is all the sales game is. You know, you got to make this quota. You're only as good as your last sale, and they put you against somebody else, and then you go on the quota buster trip, and after the trip, you're back to zero. And But what they really needed was the mindset. You know, they really needed to understand that, you know, this sales is a long game. And you're different, you know, you're unique. So if there's only one of you, why are you trying to be like Johnny or Susie in that sales process? Johnny and Susie got their own unique thing that they bring, you know. And if you can just kind of step into that person instead of running away from that person because you don't think you're good enough. You don't think, you know, whatever. Maybe you don't have a great dialect or an accent or you're not smart and you're not good with numbers. None of that matters. None of that matters. You actually use that to your advantage. You know, ha let me calculate how much this is going to cost. Let me get my calculator out because I'm not good with numbers, but I really love dogs or something. You know what I mean? Like you just embrace who you are. So many people run from who they are because they think they really got to mimic and emulate other people out there. There, There's certainly things you want to take from successful people. Success leaves clues, but not their personality not the way they show up every day, you know, that you you know how to do that in the best version of yourself and you got to get better at a, accepting that who you are, b, not accepting where you are. And when you get those two things tight, now you can start really filling your cup and understanding I'm going to do this, I'm going to have success with it, and I'm going to do it the way I like to do it because then it becomes fun. It doesn't become a job. 80% of the people hate their job because they feel as though it's not really Congruent with who they are, what their passion is, and things like that. And so, when you dial into accepting who you are, but not where you are, that's a really great place to be. So, the midlife crisis thing happened in my mid-thirties when I was, you know, the real estate that was a drug that wore off. But what I really wanted to do is I wanted to get out there and inspire people, and I really wanted to be a speaker. A couple problems with that: had a stuttering problem, still do a little bit, and I had no confidence, and I certainly didn't have any track record i'd never spoken or anything like that but i wanted to challenge myself and it was that was it man it's like that we all got like that pilot light burning inside of us you know and we know that if we can turn that up a notch then we can focus that in a direction where we're really good at something and everybody's good at something yeah everybody is i get a kick out of people saying well i'm not good at that yeah you you find something you can make money doing anything you can you can make money mowing lawns, teaching people how to garden, mortgages. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's, there's a billion things out there. You're caught up, if you're not having success, making money, doing something that you really love to do. You're all caught up in your head. You, know, you think it's more complicated than it is. You're not really focusing on the thing that you really enjoy doing and then discovering that there's other people that really enjoy doing that as well and that was, you know, when i was going through that midlife crisis. and i called it a midlife crisis. It's not like i was sitting around in the fetal position crying to myself. i was just really frustrated, like really. i couldn't unexplain i really couldn't understand or explain why. like i would drive to work pissed off, i'd stay at work mad, and i would just feel it's so it was such a feeling of unfulfillment. like i'm sitting in this cage in this corner office with a beautiful view of downtown cincinnati, the ohio river. Everything I thought I ever wanted, I mean, my God, I'm running a $90 million division and no college degree, um, but I hated every second of it because I knew I was built for more than that. Like this to me was settling, you know, getting to that ladder in the corporate game of getting the stock options and the company car and all that to me was settling in life. Like now... I've given my life away. I've given my passion away to somebody else who's going to give me enough crumbs. Now, I get it. Six-figure salary. You're saying, well, that's crumbs. It is crumbs, okay? Because whenever you're trading yourself for any amount of money and doing something that you don't want to do, you're settling. You know, you can show me your 401k. I don't care. You can show me your W-2. I don't care. Not. You're going to try to sell me that that amount of money is going to give you happiness, and I'm going to prove to you over 200 years that it's never made anybody happy unless you're doing something that you really enjoy doing, not selling yourself that you enjoy doing it. A lot of people do that. Well, I I mean, I really, there's facets of this. I really love that's great. That's great. There's why don't you, did you know that you can take that little facet of your business that you love to do and explode it into your own brand? I mean, do you even realize that? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the people you're hanging around don't even understand that. That was me. Nobody I hung around knew that. You know, they didn't understand. could just take a seed of motivation and inspiration, you know, a little bit of an ability to communicate that and go build a business around it, you know. And that was really, at that point in time, when I look back, it was such a pain point for me that I had to jump. I just had to jump. And I, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I was comparing myself to the Tony Robbins of the world, which is ridiculous. I know that. But, you know, when I would look at other speakers out there that were really moving the needle, I'm like, well, I'm not them. And then I immediately go back to default in my head. problem was I'd already quit my job. So that's kind of not a, a good spot to be when you're already out on a limb. You've got no income coming in. You're draining your savings in your 401k. You've got three kids under the age of five, and now you're comparing yourself to Tony Robbins. Bad thing to do. You know, so thankfully, I was able to go to work on myself all in my head. None of it was how to stuff. Yeah, I would spend some time, YouTube wasn't around, but I would spend some time on the internet, you know, how to add a blog to my website or how to, you know, post in a forum and put a little link in that forum to get somebody to click on my free ebook that I wrote, you know, one day at three in the morning that was a 10 page ebook and things like that. All that how to stuff was just that. It was just that. It was how to. How much time do you want to invest? You know, Because you are going to pay, and you've heard me say this on the podcast, you're paying two ways. You're either paying with your time, investing and doing these things yourself, or you're going to pay with money, paying somebody else to do it for you, paying for coaching. If you don't have a coach, you're out of your mind. All right, Paying for coaching is the single greatest investment I've ever made in my business and myself, and I do it every single year, and I make sure I do it at a very high level because uh, people who pay more pay attention, and it's a mechanism to get you to pay attention. So if you're trying to hire a coach on the cheap or, you know, go to Udemy for a $10 video, I, I, I think you're out of your mind. You know, you should want to hire as much as it'll stretch you the most expensive coach because somebody that can charge that much. Now, you, they got to have a track record. OK, a lot of scammy scams out there. So don't go say, oh, they're charging 10 grand. So they must be good. No, but you know how to research that, right? Get on a Zoom call. Ask some questions about them. Find out, you know, do you guys align and things like that. So the how-to part is where everybody gets caught up, in this, and that's, that's the least important thing. Pay for it. Have someone do it for you. Go to Fiverr. Go to Upwork. Have somebody build you a little website. If you feel you need a website, you don't. Uh, nobody needs a website. I think it's great to have a domain. I think it's great to have a website. Here's what I mean by that. Yes, you should have a website. No, it's not going to make you any money. Okay. What's going to make you money is agitating that problem because you know you can solve that because that you're really passionate about that. Passion will solve problems. Okay, when you are really excited about solving a problem for somebody, they don't care how you solve it. They just want you to know they just want to know that you're going to be alongside with them, helping them move further from point A to point B. All right. That's what people want. They want to know that you're as passionate as they are about this topic. And they know with that injection of passion, it's going to move the needle for them and they're going to find uh, themselves closer to success. So. As I'm moving now towards the old double nickel, I feel amazing. I feel like I have health wise, I feel great. I did the hour-long walk this morning with the weighted vest. I mean, that's stuff I could never do if I had a job because I'd have no time, you know. Very relaxed, listening to podcasts, listening to sermons, making sure I'm right with God, you know, trying to hear his voice and things like that. Things I never did in my 30s. And I, and, I, and I feel like I haven't even scratched the scratch of the surface of what's possible with this Every Day is Saturday podcast and with the message and with the mastermind group that we have, you know. And that's another thing. As you start to grow, I'll leave you with this message. You know, so I run a, a mastermind group, but I vet everybody personally because if you bring in one toxic person, it ruins the entire experience for the group. You know what I mean? So, like, you went through that contact list on your phone, and you find out are people helping or hurting. As you grow your brand and your business, and you start having groups, and you start selling services and products and things like that, you got to vet these individuals. do Do their principles and values line up with you? They could be very they could be great people. Like, they go to church every Sunday, they they give to charities, they're hardworking, but they don't. They're just not a good fit for you. They're just not a good fit. You can't you you wouldn't take there's no amount of money you would take from them to work with you because they're going to be that fly in the ointment. Maybe they got that victim mentality. You don't know where I come from. I don't know how to do this or they're not willing to put in the work or they're already coming up with excuses, excuses, excuses. If there's never been in the history of business when saying no to a bad deal was a negative Okay, so keep that in mind as well. I got a lot to share this week, man. I tell them pretty, this is a little bit longer episode than what you're used to, I know. But man, I just got so much I want to pour out throughout the course of this week. I hope you enjoy the ride with me. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. I want to talk a lot about family, uh, the amazing part that I've been married 25 years, and I've got four healthy kids, and holy cow, never saw that on my bingo card. I just thought I was this dysfunctional, You know, crazy guy out there, just couldn't ever get anything. I mean, coming from dysfunction, absolute dysfunctional family, all of those things. And here we are in 2023, man, and still rocking it, I believe, myself, at the highest level I've ever been in my life. And I I don't even know the levels. That's the exciting part. When you get going towards your dream, you don't even know the levels that you're going to hit. And you can't let someone, something, some outer force or something knock you off track because it's way bigger than that. It's way bigger than you, all right? Let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hope it planted a seed in some good soil for you. Share it with somebody who needs to hear it. Make sure they plug into the Everyday Saturday podcast. And let's say it with me, gang. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show?